0: And we are off from the news capital of the world. Welcome from all over the world. It is the Daily Objective from the Ayn Rand Center UK. UK, but you might be anywhere. You might be in North America, South America, the Middle East, the Far East. We have viewers from literally all over the world. You're part of our philosophy posse, studying the works of Ayn Rand, and we're all students of Ayn Rand. We bring you some of the biggest names and thinkers and objectivists of objectivism, Oh, I don't know. Some like Leonard Peekoff who's been on this channel many times, James Valiant, uh, so many others, Mark Pellegrino, uh, Greg Salmieri. So uh, keep it tuned here because we're here Monday through Friday, but we're only here because of your support. We don't get anything from government. We only are supported by you. So become a subscriber at our homepage and show some value for value. I mean, you're here watching this, you're watching uh, on our recording on our podcast app. So Hit us up in the super chat because we need that to keep this going. Again, Monday through Friday, original programming. So uh, help us out and uh, and, and join our philosophy posse. Two pounds, five pounds, 10 pounds. It really means a lot. And it says a little bit like you value what we're doing. So thank you so much for those who are subscribers and those who are going to support us. And I know what you're going to enjoy today, a really interesting presentation. Before we start, I want to ask you a question. Have you had enough of that generic fitness program, you know, where you start it and then you drop out because there's really no results. Well, consider a new approach, one that works, and you should work with a guy named Thomas Bisson. Thomas Bisson shares your values. He believes in individualized, tailored fitness. This is not off the shelf. And he's going to offer you for a limited time a free 30 minute assessment to basically decide what's going on with you he's going to he's going to discover your fitness needs he's going to discover your fitness goals and make them happen so work with Thomas he'll help you craft a personalized plan something that works more and if it doesn't work why do it so it's going to be specific right to you right for you and you know think about it so many of those elite athletes they've got a trainer who's working for them thomas is going to do the same thing so it's, it's really an exclusive and pretty exciting opportunity we've got a link it's in the chat it's in the heading of the entire program here so start your journey on, on uh, you know, the start your journey towards becoming a true pioneer of personal progress work with Thomas and we appreciate Thomas for supporting the show and if you'd like to support the show and support the network uh, just contact us at our website and uh, reach a very affluent a very knowledgeable and a very rational audience so let's get started today we have a great presentation for you again show your love in the super chat Um, and we're going to talk about something that's very much in the news and frankly pretty fashionable these days and that is anarchy Anarchy among young people, and we always hear about socialism is very popular. Anarchy is also quite popular, specifically among young people. I mean, you see it all over social media, you know, uh, proudly, anarchist library, anarchist federation, they've got their little symbols, they've got their uh, hashtags and whatnot. So anarchy is popular, it's gaining in popularity, particularly among young people. But, you know, what is it? And even more importantly, what did, Miss Ayn Rand write and think about anarchy. Well, she wrote a society without an organized government would be at the mercy of the first criminal who came along and would, and would precipitate it into the chaos of gang warfare. And that's in her seminal essay, The Nature of Government. Well, take a look at New York City just this week and tell me if this doesn't, uh, ring true to Miss Rand's words.
1: Oh shit! Oh, y'all don't rob Yo,
0: yo. So just so uh, that guy has looted an iMac, now he's walking away with his looted iMac. He stole an iMac, now he's walking away with his his stolen goods. Oh.
1: That's a Bro. Yo, 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 yo. come on, come on, don't do that. Yo, don't do that, don't
0: do that. Oh. Yo. So now these two guys come along, you know, and, and now they're going to, this is anarchy. It's just, there's no property rights. There's no police stepping in. And it's just thugs fighting it out, scuffling over pieces of property, uh, you know, without abandon.
1: No, come on. Bottles being thrown. Now it's just slugging it out the streets. And of course the the IMAX now gone.
0: (laughs) So that is anarchy. It's just, it's just uh, uh, fighting over scarce goods, no property rights, and uh, slugging it out on the street. Whose gang is bigger? And this is what anarchists want. This is what many libertarians want. They think government is immoral. There should be a what they say, called a market of force. There's no such thing as a market of force. And even the better libertarians say that yeah, we need a government. It's a necessary evil. How often have you heard that? Uh, government is a necessary evil. And that's wrong. That is flat out wrong. In fact, for objectivism, I believe government is, they would, objectivists believe that government is a necessary good. It's a necessary good. The right type of government is a necessary good. Why, well, what is government? It is the monopoly on the use of force. And if you don't have that, it's gang warfare, literally like what we just saw, or like this. This is in Chicago last weekend, a group of young people literally just surrounding and beating up a young girl, watch it. complete mob, no thought to, I mean, just a complete mob attacking a woman out of nowhere on the street. This is anarchy. They've got a bigger mob. If she had a bigger mob, they, they would just fight it out. You know, no uh, uh, laws, no protection from force, which is really what government is, just a complete, uh, complete anarchy. And, you know, those who think anarchy is sexy, those who think that anarchy is you know, somehow attractive or an ideal. This is what your ideal is. And, you know, government, the role of government is to protect people from thugs like that. And yet, at least in Chicago where I live, and that happened about four blocks from where I live, the mayor and the mayor-to-be kind of excused it. Well, you know, they're young. They don't have, they haven't had opportunities. Um, This is anarchy on the streets quoting Ms. Rand from the virtue of selfishness. If a society provided no organized protection against force, it would compel every citizen to go about armed, to turn his home into a fortress, to shoot any strangers approaching his door, or to join a protective gang of citizens who would fight other gangs formed for the same purpose and thus bring about the degradation of that society into the chaos of gang rule i.e. rule by brute force into perpetual tribal warfare of prehistoric savages. Kind of like The Purge, right? I mean, that's the whole idea of The Purge movies. And if you're a regular TDO uh, viewer, uh, you remember that I did a whole show about The Purge back in January. That was TDO 640. But, you know, this is the idea of The Purge. There's no rules. It's just Mobs fighting each other, clubbing it out in the streets, no government protecting individual rights. And that is what anarchists want. Uh, And even, again, quoting from Ms. Rand, even a society whose every member were fully rational and faultlessly moral could not function in a state of anarchy. It is the need of objective laws and for an arbiter of honest disagreements among men that necessitate the establishment of government. And that's exactly why we need government, the right type of government, it is a necessary good. Here is here is uh, to this point about needing an objective government, a monopoly over the use of force, protection of property rights. This is uh, Portland earlier this year, or uh, a few years ago. Um,
1: yeah. oh God.
0: They're literally walking up and down the street, breaking every window they see. So unbelievable. There it is. Just complete uh, gang warfare. Uh, one mob fighting each other. Everyone just destroying property that's not that's not theirs. No protection of anyone's personal rights. And if you lived in that type of a society, of course, you'd have to arm yourself. Now you've got to arm yourself. You know, it's it is a... It is a tribal society of constant, perpetual warfare. Not a lot of new technologies being developed in this society. The only technologies that are being developed are ones to protect yourself from other mobs or take over and dominate other mobs. Thank you, Equal to Reality, who says, at this rate, we will need RoboCop or Judge Dredd. <laughs> and Bonnie Bertrand, thank you. You are both such great supporters of the Ayn Rand Center UK. Equal to Reality says, this video is sickening and I I totally agree in all of it, including the destruction of property, absolutely sickening, immoral and uh, exactly, you know, the antithesis of what objectivism I believe presents. And the irony and the the disappointment of this is that, while I know that politics is downstream from culture, our government, our officials don't set the proper uh, moral examples. Here's Donald Trump.
1: i like to punch him in the face, I'll tell you. That will never happen with me. I don't know if I'll do the fighting myself or if other people will. But that was a disgrace. The third group, I'll be a little more violent. If
0: you see somebody getting ready to throw a tomato, knock the crap out of them. Would you? Seriously. So just this glorification of violence and abjugation of individual rights, the belief that you can just go up and destroy somebody's property, punch them in the face, and that's it. And here was, I think, an even more ugly example. Now, you know my feelings about hockey fighting. We've talked about this. This was, earlier this week, a charity hockey game between New York City police and New York City firefighters. These are, in effect, you know, they're not, well, the police are law enforcement, Officials, but they are, these are government officials at a charity hockey game, and look what goes down.
1: Unless they're going back to it, we might have another one. Let's see. Here we go. Nope. Yeah.
0: No. Oh, here
1: we go. It's John Perretto for and one. Here we go, boys. First, Jimmy and James Hall. James Jimmy Hall, who helped ignite that brawl in 2014. Peretta for FDNY, hole oh, for the cops. Whoa. It's all Coretta right now. Oh. Perretta comes in with the ball. Oh. John Peretta. Oh.
0: Oh. Disgusting. I mean, these are, this is a policeman just fighting. And if you notice the cops, i.e. the referees, oh no, just standing by, let's just see these guys, you know, slug it out. Needless to say, if you get cold cocked to the head like that, even, you know, not so hard, you can die, you can have serious brain damage, but that's anarchy, just no rules, no protection from law enforcement, just battle it out in the streets. A government that abjugates its responsibility over the use of force is not a legitimate government. That's its role. If it's not protecting you against someone coming down the street and like a mob of kids or anyone else beating you up in the street, that government has It's not doing its job. So anarchy is immoral. It's obviously impractical. How can you create anything in a society where you're literally having to look behind your shoulder at every moment that someone's going to club you and take your IMAC? it's not compatible with a rational society and certainly not objectivism. And by the way, anarcho-capitalism too, there is no such thing as anarcho-capitalism. It's either capitalism, that's it, Thank you. You make this happen. And you've enjoyed this. You're here watching on our show. So thank you for making it happen. We so appreciate it. We're only on the air because of you, because of your support. So hit us up in the super chat. Uh, Thank you, Ashley Shrug. Thank you, Marylene. Really generous and uh, means so much to to me and to us. So uh, thank you for doing that. Thank you for uh, making us part of your media diet. And also a big thanks to who? Well, Thomas Bisson. Uh, I don't need to work out right now, but I would certainly benefit from probably a 30-minute free assessment. I mean, you literally have nothing to lose. So if you've had all that generic financial advice, financial, (laughs) fitness, look, they're both important, right? Fitness is important and financial is important. The mind and body are integrated ones. So get a new approach. Thomas Bisson is a uh, exercise professional. He shares your values and he's offering a free, individualized, tailored uh, fitness plan for you. So he's going to give you 30 minutes free, evaluate your whole situation, offer up a plan. And it's a plan that works. I mean, I've had so many diet plans and fitness plans. I'm always back at the end, you know, like eating popcorn and sitting on the couch with a Pepsi. Thomas is not only not going to allow that, he's going to come up with something that works for you. It's really an exciting opportunity. And again, it's 30 minutes free, so you have nothing to lose. So check out the YouTube link, check out the uh, description in the, of the YouTube thing itself, and check Thomas out. And if you'd like to become an ARC UK subscriber, hit us up at the website, really helps out the program. And more than anything, it's going to help you out because you're reaching an audience of rational, affluent, many young people around the world building your brand at the same time. Thank you for being with me today. Show your love in the super chat even after the show. And um, we want to hit one more super chat that came yesterday, by the way, forgive me. Yesterday, there was a super chat right at the end that was addressed to me. The question is, why is hedge fund management and asset management like Vanguard and BlackRock so entrenched with ESG, ESG? Well, you know, my two cents for that, uh, Lady Columbia, is that it reflects the culture. I mean, the, the the people who run, the young people who run, not the young people who run, but the, the people who work at Vanguard and in uh, these big uh, uh, companies, Blackstone, et cetera, they were trained in today's schools, which preach ESG, which preach environmentalism. They grew up at a time when that was, you know, de rigueur. So, of course, it's it filters over into everything. It filters over into... Uh, uh, Culture on every single level. So that's why we're working to change the culture, change those basic ideas, especially altruism and uh, and change the world at the same time. So keep it tuned here at 10 PM UK. Again, we bring you a whole friggin' day of objectivist related programming. This is unheard of in the history of objectivism. You used to have to, I would say, you used to have to write away for the tapes, pay. pay they'd send you the tapes, you'd send them back. Very, very difficult to get this information. In the early, early days, people had to have listening parties. They would get the records. And I used to have those Nathaniel Brandon records. Everyone listen to to the records. We're bringing you everyday original objectivist programming inspired by objectivism from great names. People like Mark Pellegrino, oh, I don't know, the famous actor Mark Pellegrino lost so many other roles. Mark's an objectivist. He's a scholar and a student of objectivism. So he's got a show coming up at 10 p.m. UK with Jacqueline Schulman and Jennifer Boudini. It's going to be talking about the TV show, The Expanse. I haven't seen The Expanse, but even if you haven't seen it, they apply these objectivist ideas. They think about it in really rational, innovative ways. And that's the thing with objectivism. You always really can't tell, you know, what, kind of where it's necessarily going to come down. So to have Mark and and the gang talking about The Expanse, you're really going to enjoy that. And this Sunday at 3.30 PM UK, we're going to be starting a new study group with James Valiant. James is, I mean, he is truly an objectivist scholar. He happens to be a lawyer as well. He's a terrific communicator. He's an author of multiple books, one of which I endorse called, um, damn it, about the Brandons. I can't think of it now. Uh, Well, it'll come to me. Somebody will get in the chat, but James is a a brilliant thinker. So he's going to be starting a new course on Letter Picoff's History of Philosophy, which I remember listening to the tape. It's extraordinary. I learned so much of it for it. Um, And the Rand Center UK members are going to get this for free. So the sessions will be live streamed, but you have to be a member to get it. ARC UK or just become a YouTube member, which is like five pounds a month. That's kind of nothing. I mean, that's coffee money. So become a member, support us and get access to make your learning of, of objectivism that much more enjoyable. You know, you kind of you learn more, you meet other objectivists and Make this a lifelong journey like it's been for me. I got into objectivism in 1999 and I'm still learning. And it's so fun to have it applied to other things like aesthetics and uh, beyond just politics, which is what most people know. So, thank you again to Marilyn. Thank you to all our super chatters. And thank you to uh, you for leaving a good comment, for sharing this with a friend, and for giving us the big thumbs up. From Capital Pig in Chicago, it's Jonathan Honig on the Daily Objective, wishing you best
1: premises. Be well.